Welcome to the River Life Podcast. As you listen, we pray that you will encounter Jesus and allow His words to wash you anew. May He reveal more of who He is to your heart. Here's the message for this week. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Last Saturday, I met, I met you at youth service. You were seated over there. And now you're seated over here. And you saw me last Saturday with a, a short sleeve shirt and, and, and kind of like denim pants. On Sundays, I wear different, as you notice. But the sermon's going to be similar. So, but please follow me because it's an adult version, all right? So good morning, a happy new year to all of you. I, I, I'm not, not sure how was your 2021, um, but for me, last year, one of the best things was that I discovered coconut shake. So that was an encouragement uh, for a very difficult year. And so that was <laughs> something to encourage me. But I was very sad last year because I could not visit my elderly parents in Sabah. And that's the second year last year already. And the thing about last year was that I had recurring dreams. And there were a few times last year when I was dreaming that I was late for an exam. And I woke up very stressed. So I guess that dream can summarize my 2021. Because I felt quite overwhelmed last year. And many of you as well, I believe. So, so overwhelmed that I'm glad it's over. And on the first day of 2022, I went jogging in Pongol. I stayed in Pongol. As I was, I was running, I was sharing with you last Saturday, I was running on the 1st of January. Beautiful Saturday morning. It was windy, it was cool, and the waves were splashing and pounding against the seashore. And it was such a beautiful day. I said, Lord, can 2022 be like that every day? Cool, beautiful, and windy. And so, so we, we find ourselves today in 2022 already, and we're halfway in the first month of the year. I want to welcome you back to our series, Let the River Flow. Last Sunday, Iyang spoke about how we got here. And today is part two of our series, and we're going to talk to you about our vision. Where is River Life going? What is God saying to us? But before that, let me give you a bit of context. And this part I didn't share last Saturday, okay? So last year, I shared this scripture with you, where, where Joshua spoke to the people in Joshua chapter 3, verse 5, and he said, Consecrate yourselves today. For tomorrow, the Lord will do amazing things among you. And I want you to underline in your Bibles the word tomorrow. Because that was last year when I shared this with you in around April, May. Tomorrow. And I believe it was saying about this year. And then in B30, last September, remember I shared with you during the anniversary that I felt this word forward. I kept on feeling this word forward. So there's this word tomorrow, I will do amazing things among you. And the Lord was saying to me, forward. And I shared this with you. I even shared the word forward base with you. But in my heart, as I was sharing that, I was praying, Lord, give me a word to stand on for next year and the years after that. 
And on November the 4th, the Lord led me to this scripture. And I want you to invite you to stand up as I read this scripture to you. And last Sunday, Pastor Lionel read this scripture already as the service leader. And so this is what the Lord said to me on November the 4th. During my quiet moments with him, he led me to the scripture. The man, this angelic guy, brought me back to the entrance of the temple. And Ezekiel said, I saw water coming out from under the threshold, it was the Holy of Holies, of the temple towards the east, for the temple faced east. The water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. The angelic guide then brought me out to the north gate and led me around the outside to the outer gate facing the east. And the water was flowing from the south side. As the man went eastward, because the river was flowing eastward, with a measuring line in his hand, he measured off a thousand cubits, about 500 meters, and then led me through water that was ankle deep. He measured another thousand cubits and led me through water that was knee deep. He measured another thousand and led me through water that was up to the waist. He measured off another thousand and now it was a river I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in, a river no one could cross. He asked me, son of man, do you see this? And then he led me back to the bank of the river. When I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. If this is the river, there are trees on both sides. He said to me, this water flows towards the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah, where it enters the sea, the Dead Sea, where it empties into the sea. The water there becomes fresh. Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be large numbers of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. Fishermen will stand along the shores, from Engedi to En Eglium. There will be places for spreading nets. The fish will be of many kinds, like the fish of the Great Sea, the Mediterranean. But the swamps and marshes will not become fresh. They will be left for salt. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Every month they will bear, because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will serve for food, and their leaves for healing. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Scripture, because every Scripture is inspired by you and is profitable for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, that the man and woman of God can be thoroughly equipped for every good thing. Lord, today we stand on the cups of 2022, the third year of this new decade. And Father, we pray, Lord, would you speak to us as a church, 
And as an individual, and as a household, as a cell group, speak to us, Lord. We pray against distraction. We pray against the chorus of voices that's going to distract us. We pray, Lord, that you, you speak to us and that your still small voice speak to us specifically right to our issue about the future of our lives. Be with us today, Lord. We know that one word from heaven can change our lives. And we commit ourselves, Lord, to you, to what you teach us to do, Lord, and for us to live for you all the days of our life. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. And we say, Amen. Please be seated. Sermon today is titled, The River of God. And this is a prophecy by the prophet Ezekiel to God's people about future restoration. It is to help people see and experience God's glory again. And this reminds us to seek Him in dark times when we feel lost in a new service, for example, to examine our lives and to realign our, ourselves with God. In this text, God gives Ezekiel an amazing picture of a supernatural river that will bring healing, fruitfulness, and life. And this vision reveals God's heart for a broken world. God wants us to know His heart for our broken hearts and for our broken world. And He desires to dwell in our midst. And Jesus, I have a slide for Jesus, saw such a river as a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Next Sunday, I will speak from John chapter 7. Uh, we have it on the screens, please. Let's show that, that John, Jesus saw this river as a symbol of the Holy Spirit. So next Sunday, I will speak on this and I will continue with this vision. Now, River Life, this vision of this river of God is a vision of our future. This sanctuary as Iyang mentioned last week, was built based on that vision. So the altar is supposed to be somewhere here on the, on the stage. And then there are trees, like those pillars there, going out. And so this river of God is a vision of our future. This message on Ezekiel 47 was first preached in 1999, I just found out, by Chua Hien. And so and in November, the Lord brought us back to this same scripture again. And this is God's word for us in this new season. God showed Ezekiel a vision of what was coming. So Ezekiel told the people what was coming. And I have to share with you about what is coming. And the first thing that Ezekiel saw, the first picture was a trickle of water from the temple. That's what he saw. And so, so the, the river of God begins with the presence of the Lord in the temple of the Lord. And the threshold in verse 1, as I, as I read earlier on, is the place of the presence of God. So the source of this river is the presence of God. And so the prophet Ezekiel noticed a trickle of water from the Holy of Holies. He also notices an angelic guide in this vision, 
And in this vision, this guide is going to guide him along in this vision. And as the prophet sees the vision, this trickle. Now, as I speak today, God is doing something small in your life beginning. Don't despise small beginnings. And here, the trickle flows past the altar. And the altar is where the blood is shed. Blood they shed on altars points to New Testament of Jesus on the cross. So the altar is where man is reconciled to God because our sins are paid by Jesus. So everything good comes from Christ. So I want to summarize this first picture here. The river of God comes from the temple of God. The source of the river is the presence of God. And God, as the living water, has flowed from eternity to quench our spiritual thirst. And so this is the first picture the prophet sees in this vision. And, I, and I, the Holy Spirit is speaking to someone here that God is beginning something in your life. There's a trickle of His activity in your life. Honour the work of the Lord in your house, in your life. The second picture that the prophet sees in this vision is that this trickle becomes an uncrossable river. And so the angelic guide leads Ezekiel to follow the stream as it flows east. And this guide has a measuring line. And this guide measures this growing stream four times. And the first measurement that the angel measures with the measuring line is when the trickle now is now ankle deep. So the prophet has to fold his pants because the water is now ankle deep. And, and this trickle is now a stream up to their ankles. And so most hotels have a wading pool where the kiddies, they prance around. And spiritually, this represents somebody who's not a Christian who leaves the bank and comes into the river and becomes a Christian. This represents a new Christian. I'm now in shallow waters. I'm experiencing Jesus. I'm experiencing the kingdom of God. This represents the step of faith that saved our soul. Stepping from the riverbank into the river speaks of a new believer. And so this is the initial presence of the Holy Spirit within us during salvation. And here, when the water is ankle deep, we are still in total control of our lives. We are still in total control of our lives. I remember discipling several new believers in my life, both in Australia and in Singapore. And I remember this particular new believer, a new convert that I was discipling, uh, and his name is M for short. Remember um, that when he first came to know Jesus, he was so excited that his sins were forgiven. And now he has a new life with God, he has a new family. His own family was not really functioning. And now we have a family here, his other family that loved him, 
And I, as the mentor, would buy him meals, would teach him how to pray, would teach him about water baptism, would teach him about tithing, about commitment to a local church, committing to a cell group, committing to worship services on Sunday. And, and, and so we would have meals together. We would pray together, speak in tongues together, pray in tongues together. And then he would disappear for a few weeks. <laughs> he wouldn't reply to um, phone calls and, and he was just missing. We didn't see him for a few weeks. And then when he came back, then I would ask him, like, what happened? I went to your house and you're not picking up your phone and what happened to you? Oh, I, I joined the gang. <laughs> I said, what? Why, why do you join the gang? And well, I was in a gang before. I didn't tell you this, but now I'm telling you, I, I was in a gang all, all my life. I rejoined the gang and... And so, so we would we'd talk again. And, and so here, the person would experience the Lord, experience the joy of being in his family, experience forgiveness, but the person is still in total control of their lives. And so here, the Lord led us out from the riverbanks into the kingdom of God. But the Lord desires that we don't stay here, that we have to go deeper. And if we stay here at a new believer level, we will not experience the richer spiritual life that the Lord has for us. He brought us out to bring us deeper into Him. And so that's the first time the angel measures this growing river. And then, in the next verse, the angel measures the river again and now, the river is at knee length. Okay, do I do, do this? I, th I think it's, it's not appropriate. <laughs> um, so, 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 knee, the water is now at knee. And so the prophet's there. And so knee speaks of humility and prayer. And this represents that, that we have gone deeper with the Lord. This represents a life that's learning dependence on the Lord. And so those standing, those standing at a knee length would feel the power of the river. But they are not impacted by the river. They feel the river. The river moves. They feel it. They know the power of prayer. They know God is real. We can feel the power of the river rushing past but we are not affected by it because we are not fully in the river. We are just two steps in. And here, in the river, we are still in control of our lives. We are not in total control because we are now going deeper, but we are still standing on our two feet. We feel the presence of God. We know the power of God, but we want to be in control still. And that's where this knee-deep is. And then, the, the angel takes the measuring line and measures the river again as it flows east. And now, the river is at waist-deep. Is at waist-deep. Waist, our core strength is here. So waist speaks of strength. Other translations speaks of loins. Loins, so, so strength. So this spiritually speaks of spiritual power in our lives. So here, when the water is here, we feel the power of the river 
and we have moved a few steps by the river. A few steps by the river. So we are in deeper now. We don't just know the power, we feel the power and we know the power. And, and not just that, we are often picked up by the river and moved a few steps. A few steps. And, and what happens here is that the Holy Spirit will touch areas of our life. That temper, that unforgiveness, that rage. He'll touch areas that need changing. He'll touch areas that we need to give up. And we find that when we're in the, at the waist level, it's hard to move because it's the, the river moves us. And the Holy Spirit is touching areas of our life that need to change. And I, I was sharing with a few of you in the, in the staff that I'm feeling the Lord circumcise my heart these past few months. And, and I'm feeling the Lord removing these layers of junk and guilt and corruption. And, and that is so painful, but it's so necessary. When we go into the river and we are in waist deep, people see more of the river and less of us. When we are this deep, people see more of God in our lives. More of the river is seen now and less of us is seen now. So God is working and He's moving. He's transforming us. And here at the waist level, is where we have surrendered some control over our lives. We surrendered some control. We still have some control because we are still close enough to run up the banks and run away. But at this level, we are much deeper than the knee and the ankle. And then the angelic guide measures the river again. And this time, this time, this time, it's, it's, um, it's overhead. So it is now so deep that Ezekiel cannot feel the, 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 the bottom with his feet. And he cannot keep his head over the water. The only way to stay in the river is to start swimming. So now Ezekiel is now at the mercy of the river. And he has to, uh, he doesn't have goggles, but uh, I'm going to wear goggles. So he's now swimming. Youth, you saw this, right? Youth, yeah, yeah. So he's now swimming. He's now swimming. And, and this is living immersed in the river of God. And, and we, we are giving the Holy Spirit full right of way in our lives. Okay. That's done already, okay. So he's swimming. He did have goggles, by the way, okay. So, so here, this living immersed in the river of God. And if we allow God absolute right of way in our lives. And this is where the Holy Spirit is fully in charge. So when we are this deep, we have gone beyond our own human ability. We have stopped supporting ourselves and we have given ourselves over to the will of God. We are 100% surrendered in our ambitions, our dreams, for His purposes in our lives. And this is where we learn to rest. No more striving and let Him 
carry us through. And the best part is that our weaknesses and our failures cannot stop the work and the life of the river in our lives. So, in river life, we are all in different places. Some of us here do not know the Lord. We are on the river banks and wondering, should we come into the river? Some of us here are new believers, new converts, and we are at the ankle depth water. Some of us here are not new believers, but we have never grown, and we are still at the ankle depth water. Others of us are at the knee length, knee depth waters. Others of us are at the waist depth waters. And others of us are in the overhead swimming depth waters. And church, I, I want to say to you that wherever you are, it's important for us to say, Lord, help me take the next step. Wherever you are, we're all in different places. Lord, help me take the next step. If you're a leader, if you're a cell leader, if you're an area overseer, a ministry leader, our role is to help everybody in our team take the next steps. From the riverbank to ankle. From the ankle to the knee. From the knee to the waist. From the waist to overhead. So this is this picture and this vision for us. And so, but in case you think it's a physical river, remember this river, it doesn't have rainwaters to supply the headwater, and there are no streams flowing in. So when there are no rainwater and no additional streams coming in, what happens is that any trickle would stop halfway and die. But this river continues to grow in depth and width, and it is clearly a supernatural river. God is causing a geometric increase in this supernatural river with no rainwater and no additional streams. Now, I want to bring you now to the third and final picture. The third picture is, is this river now that starts with a trickle in the holy place that becomes a river that's uncrossable. Now, it brings an overwhelming abundance of life wherever it goes. And so we see here, the river continues eastward and it flows down to the Dead Sea 40 kilometers away. Now, Pasir Race to the second link is about 40 kilometers. So that's how the river flows. Eastwards, towards from Jerusalem to the Dead Sea. Now, I have two photos to show you of the Dead Sea. Let's show those photos. The Dead Sea. So that's the Dead Sea. And you can see there, there is a plant that's salt encrusted on the left side. And on the right is the amount of salt in the Dead Sea. And the next, the next slide will show you the terrain. The terrain. And so we were in the Israel 2017. The terrain, the terrain there would require the river to flow into valleys. It's all desert. Flow the valley, come out of valleys, go up the mountains, and come down mountains. You see um, Engedi's mention uh, in, in the scripture. Qumran is where uh, the parchments were found. And Masada is there, on the right there. And so here, 
clearly it's a miraculous river. It starts in Jerusalem. It goes through a, a desert portion. And, and that's the desert as it was then and it is now. It's like that. So what happens as the river flows? The river transforms everything it touches. Now this could, could, could be the state of our relationships in our home. This could be the state of our, our ministry. This could be the state of our, a, a desert. And so where do these waters flow? Now three places. The next slide. Um, the waters flow to desert places, to depressed places, and to dead places. That's where the water goes. And it goes to desert places because the wilderness on the east of Jerusalem is the Judean desert. And the Judean desert is a parched and dry desert. There's no water here, and there's no trees, there's no life here. So this river flows to desert places. There are people in Singapore who live desert lives, and they need the river. We need the river. And, and, and people who live desert lives do not experience that joy unspeakable that, knows, that comes from knowing Jesus. People who live desert lives, they don't have answers to the big questions of life. And they're feeding themselves with entertainment, relationships, and they know there's something more. Something more. And depressed places is where Jerusalem is on a mountain. The Holy Land is on a mountain. And, and, and the Dead Sea is the, is the most depressed place on planet Earth. It flows down. So God's river flows from his throne down to the most depressed places. And we live in a land of depressed people. People who are fearful. People who are anxious about their job, about their business, about their livelihood, about their marriage about their future. And we live in a place where people are either depressed or have many moments, depressed moments. And also, dead places. The Dead Sea is toxic, as you saw earlier on. And the Dead Sea has 25% minerals, where the normal sea ocean has about 5% minerals. So there's no fish or no organic life in the Dead Sea. In fact, 60 meters away from the, 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 the Dead Sea, there's, there's no life if you've been to the Dead Sea. And so we live in a place where people are spiritually dying and they're headed for an eternity without the Son of God. And so that is where the river is flowing. Now, now in case you miss this point, this river can reach the lowest point on earth which is the Dead Sea. And that means it can reach the deepest place of your despair, of your brokenness, and of your bitterness. And that's where the river can go. Now, I, I want to continue a bit longer. Here, the, look at what the river does when it goes to the desert places, to depressed places, and to the dead places. This is what the river does. This is what God's presence does when it, where it, count, it goes. And where the rivers flow, the trees will grow. So this empty desert land now becomes the empty land, dead land, becomes full. 
and, and there are thick groves of trees on both banks of the river. So, and when I was reading this, I straight away thought of our cell groups. And when we send out the cell attendance confirmation, only the cell leader replies and the homeowner, because they got no choice, right? And no one replies. And then a Friday night comes, everyone doesn't want to be the first to, to reply. And those who reply, some reply on Thursday night, and they don't show up. And then people book tickets for service, and they don't show up. I mean, not you, of course. Earlier, this was mentioned. But when the river flows to these dry, depressed and dead places, then people will be coming to cell meetings. They'll be wanting to come genuinely to worship the Lord, not just book only. And that our cell will not have enough space. We need to have three different locations and zoom in because we have one guitarist and three zoom in share worship resources and all that. And then the people are lining up to come to worship the Lord, lining up to come for prayer meetings. And secondly, is the fish. The fish will go there. Right now, there's no fish here. So this is a resurrection theme because there's no, everything is dead in this place. So, so the, the dead becomes alive. Maybe, you're helping somebody whose marriage is almost dead. And so here we see in this picture that there are all kinds of fish here. All schools of fish are here. In, this, in, this, in, this, um, in the past, it was called Dead Sea. And here we think of evangelism. When I, when I, when I read this, this is about evangelism. Because here, the only human beings in this vision are fishermen. And that's significant. There are no human beings in this vision. The only human beings in this vision are fishermen. And they are fishing with their nets all over this Dead Sea. And there's fish, all kinds of fish, like fishing in the Mediterranean. I wonder when was the last time that a first-timer joined our cell group? I wonder when was the last time our cell group had a first-timer coming to worship? Maybe the last time was during Abraham's time or Moses' time, you know? It was that long ago. And so we're believing God that when God's presence starts flowing, and we start believing that there's going to be people coming and fish are going to jump onto the boat. People are going to knock at our doors wanting to know Jesus, the Son of God. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen with conviction. Amen. And then fruit will show. Fruit will show. So, so here, the, the Bible says that uh, the, the vision tells us that uh, the, the barren becomes fruitful. So the land has an abundance of fruit and fish all year round. And, and here we have, we have some young people from three cell groups. I met you last week. And, and so I'm, I'm, when I read this, I said, this must be about our studies. It must be about our work. It must be about our business. 
and that uh, we've been tr trying very hard in the past. And I believe that we're going into a season when the things that were difficult for us is going to be easy. And things that we were, try we were trying so hard, it's going to be easy because the Lord will lift us to a place where we cannot go by ourselves. And so I believe that, that here in our studies, in our work, and those who are looking for work, that something's going to happen and that you will find that you'll be bountiful and fruitful. Whatever you put your hand to will succeed. And, and fourthly, the health will glow. We see in verse 12. And we see that, that the leaves of the tree are used for healing. And, and that the hurting are healed. Those that are conflicted are healed. Those who are wounded are healed. And the rivers bring healing to our soul, our bodies and our spirit, our emotions. And we are whole. So I'm, you know, I've been praying for healing. For, for my eczema, for my sleep apnea, for my back. And, and so I'm, I've been praying for the restoration of relationships. And I said, Lord, um, that, that health will glow. And I'm not sure what you're praying for in your life or in your home. But the, this river brings healing to the soul, bodies, and emotions. And here we see an amazing land and sea miracle. And this river started like in the New Testament when Jesus was on the cross. We have a cross there. And the centurion put his side and blood and water trickled out. It was a trickle at, at the cross. But on Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit fell, that trickle became a flood, became a mighty river. So in Old Testament, it's this text. In New Testament, we'll talk about it next Sunday. And so we see here a powerful river. But I have a question for all of you. The river comes from the temple of God. And we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So God's Spirit lives in us. And God's Spirit flows through us. And the question is this. Let's show the, the question on the slide, please. Why doesn't it always feel like this? The question on the slide, why doesn't our Christian life always feel like a river is flowing through our lives? Why doesn't it feel like this super abounding abundance of life? We don't feel that. In fact, some days we feel a trickle. And some days we feel it's at ankle depth. And sometimes at knee depth. Sometimes it's at waist depth. We don't feel this super abounding life regularly, constantly. It's patchy. Well, because, well, there are a few, several reasons. Because the world is around us. It's a fallen world. Because the enemy, the, the devil is against me, against us. And because our own nature is inside us and that Jesus hasn't returned. But the text here points us to this. Because this vision and this future, this picture represents the stages of surrender. So in other words, in our life, in our life with the with Holy Spirit, there are four stages of surrender. 
there is, some of us are surrendered at our ankle. And we fold our pants and we, we prance around like, like a little child. And that's what we want to do. Some of us are going a bit deeper to the knee. Others of us are at the waist. And others of us are at the overhead deep. Yes! Yes, River Life, we are in the river. Those of us who are genuine Christ followers, yes. But the real question is not why am I not feeling this? The real question is how deep am I willing to go? That's the real question. The real question is how deep am I willing to go? Because we can't experience more of God if we don't go farther with Him. God went all the way for us and He's longing for us to go all the way for Him. He, he, he doesn't want a trickle of worship. He wants an overflow of worship. And He desires for us to long for Him, to take another step of deeper dependence on the Lord. And the further you go, the closer you get. The deeper you go, the closer you get. Now, River Life, I want you to notice four key words in this vision. And let's flash it here on the screen. These four key words is He led me through. He led me through. This is the word of the Lord for some of you today. Some of you are feeling that, you know, um, the reason that I'm not committing to the church, to this church or any church, the reason I'm not committing to the cell or, uh, or to life with the Lord is because if I overcommit, I might drown. I might drown. And that's your fear. So I'm at the ankle level because I'd want to drown. I'm at the knee level because I, I don't want to drown. So I, I want here where I have control. I have control over my life. I want to tell you that God will never let you drown. Last Saturday, you heard this story. I was telling the story of a 15-year-old girl from our youth service. I will not want to embarrass her by mentioning her name. And she was um, a free thinker before coming to River Life. And she uh, was, um, every time when someone died in a family, she would wonder about life. Where is that person going? And where do we come from? These are big questions of life. She was wondering. And then when she went to school, science fascinated her. So she learned about proteins, about molecules, about atoms and all that stuff. And so she was saying, wow, this is fantastic. And she asked the teacher several times, where does all these proteins come from? Molecules. Teacher said, Nature. And I guess the teacher is, um, believes in evolution. And she says, there has to be something more. So one day she goes running. She goes running and she fell and, it, and she really dislocated her, her entire knee. And when she saw her knee dislocated, she fell into shock and panic. She had never seen her knee that, that way. And right at that moment, someone came and move her knee back to the original place. And that person left. 
And then when, when she went to the hospital later on, the team of doctors said that if that person or if that thing was not done on your knee, you would have a very bad outcome. And shortly after that, that miracle, she came to, to River Life with her family. And she gave her life to Christ. And so too many of us, we stand at a shallow end and we watch others swim. But deep inside, you know there's something more. You know that your relationship with God was made to grow. And that God will do far more than we ask or imagine. So let me share with you what we are trusting God for in 2022 now. Now, as I kind of like um, share this with you, we're tr- what we're trusting God for 2022 and beyond. And the first thing is, I want to talk about source. That going forward, we are praying, we are believing that God become our only source. When, when I was a spiritually dry workaholic Christian, God brought me back to himself. And God brought me back to his presence. Our good father brought me back to him, to to the source. And I'm not sure, are you going through a difficult patch in your life right now? I want to encourage you to go back to the source and be source-dependent and to long for God in your life. As a church, we're going to come alongside and help you with a few things. And one of the things here to help you go back to the source is we have a Bible reading plan and you can access this in our digital bulletin. The other thing to share with you is that our children's ministry is going to equip our parents of young children with faith skills so that our children, we can help our children go to the source as well. More information will come um, in the months to come. And thirdly, last November, you heard me say this to you, that we are compiling recommended resources for spiritual growth. And we will list this recommended resources for spiritual growth online and continue to populate this listing for us. And these are tools and resources, and next Sunday I'll share a bit more with you, but the point I want to make with you today is to stay close to the source and remain in Him every step of your life. And you will experience His trickle and His work in your life as you go for school, as you go for your class, as you go for work in your meetings, in your conversations, you will feel this trickle and God working and God's presence in your life, not just through your quiet time, but throughout the day as we become source-dependent and that God become our only source. The other thing now is surrender. So on the, I shared with the leaders a few days ago, maybe two weeks ago, that on the 29th of December, I was praying and preparing myself for this year. And when I was praying, I heard a voice say to me, your family needs a better you, Ben. And, and I knew it, it was the voice of the Lord saying to me that my natural family needs a better me. And that my other family, my church family needs a better me as well. And I responded to the Lord straight away. I said, yes, Lord. 
I want to be more and more like you in 2022. I want to dethrone myself even more and enthrone you even more. Lord, change me and help me to grow. Lord, I want to swim. I, I don't want to prance around in the, <laughs> with the kiddies, Lord. Everywhere in the marketplace, wherever you work, in the hospital, in the business, in schools, people are looking for a true demonstration of real character and integrity. People are looking for real character and real integrity. People full, not of themselves, but of the Lord. So I want to invite you today to take the next step with God. For some of you who have not been tithing for ages, or tithing inconsistently, maybe this is the next step for you. For others of you, you're not part of a cell group. Take the next step with God. And with each step of obedience, you go deeper in dependence of God. Trusting God instead of being afraid is part of the flow. Being patient at home, being kind at home is part of the flow. The other thing is, I want to also invite you, number one is to take the next step of obedience. Maybe you're not tithing. You never tithe, maybe. Maybe you're not part of a cell group. Maybe you're not praying and reading scripture every day. Maybe you're not witnessing. Whatever the next step is, the, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now, take that next step. For me, the Lord is circumcising my heart and peeling off all these things and it's painful. So for some of us here, I want to challenge you, consider asking someone from your cell group to pray with you. Consider asking someone from your cell group you trust to pray with you, to encourage each other and lovingly challenge each other towards a consistent walk with Christ. Towards following the, His prompting towards godliness. And for leaders who are here, I want to invite you as well, that all our people are in different places. Help everyone in our team to move and guide them to the next step. Those who are the riverbanks, help them to follow Jesus. Those at the ankle deep, help them to take one more step of commitment towards the Lord. And thirdly, is search and rescue. Christmas is the story of God taking on human form in the form of Jesus to come near to us. And Jesus came to seek and save the lost. Jesus was on the ultimate search, us, search for us and rescue us mission. And today, Jesus' search and rescue mission continues with his temple, with his church, with you and I. And he continues to search and rescue. And as a church, we will continue to fan the flames of evangelism. And as a church, we'll continue, we'll continue to serve our local community and our overseas community with missions as well. In our December retreat with the elders and SLT, 
one of the groups drew a picture of lifeboats on God's river going out. And it was so inspiring. And I want to challenge all our cell groups to go out and reach out. I want to challenge all our cell groups to partner with other cell groups within our area and to reach out. And as we reach out, remember that the Father is attracted to humility and unity. God's presence is attracted to humility and to unity. And that He will dwell in the midst of such people. And He will revive the hearts of people who are humble, who are one. He will revive those hearts and He will send us out on those lifeboats to help those who are wounded and those who are stranded. And I'm praying for you that you will experience abundant growth in your life that's going to spill over to all spheres of your life. And I'm praying that you will live a surrendered life. And I'm praying that hundreds of lifeboats will go out. Let's all stand together, River Life. Okay, so we're going to respond now. I mean, Grace, hang on for our Grace, yeah. Now, here's an encouragement to you. Look up, please. Um, If you can minimize the moving around, that'd be great, okay? So, look up. So, first of all, I want to challenge River Life to take the next step into God's river. If you're at the river banks, if you're at the ankle deep, knee deep or waist deep, take the next step. I want to encourage you to surrender your will to the flow of God and let the waters flow to others because where the river flows, everything will live. One great burden of the Father are the multitudes of people who don't know His Son. And the church is the channel of the flow of God and what we offer is God's presence that will bring life and joy. So I want to challenge River Lifers, no matter how heavy our burden is, let's go out and go forward and reach out. And the Lord will draw Himself to you, reveal Himself to you, and help you in this effort. Now, as we respond, I want you to declare with me these, these words, okay, let the river flow. Four words, okay? You ready? One, two, three. Let the river flow. Now, okay, let me say this to you about myself. Church, I am not where I need to be. But I thank God I'm not where I used to be. God is calling us to go to Zach. Zach for zebra. We're not there yet. But we thank God we're not at A either. So we're going somewhere. So I want you to tell your neighbour in your same cluster, take another step. Tell your neighbour. You can't stay where you are. Take another step. And I say to you, go deeper in prayer, in worship, scripture and witness. There are many of you feeling like this, okay? You've been faithful. You've been fighting the good fight of faith for many years now. And today you are ready to step into a flow with God 
where difficult things become easy. You are ready to step into a current that's going to lift you to places where you cannot go by yourself. And those who are faithful, who've been praying, you are ready. There are others of you here, God's convicting you, I will no longer splash around in ankle-deep water anymore. I've been here for too long and the next step is going to change your life. This next step is a new dimension. It means the end of some old things. It means some of the things you've been listening to, the things you've been watching, the battles you've been fighting, you won't fight anymore. Because God will lift you up. So I am going with God's river. I'm going swimming. I'm going with the flow of the Holy Spirit. Now, all of us, I want you to use, you saw this last week already. Let, let's, once again, all of us face this way. All of us turn to our right, face this way. Okay, now, the Lord has spoken to you about this next step in your life. Whatever the next step is. Maybe you don't know Jesus, you're on the river bank and to step into the river. So in a moment's time, I'm going to ask those of you here to respond to the Lord, to take one step forward, the next step into God's river. Whatever that step you know and the Holy Spirit knows. For some of you, it could be the Lord's been asking you to be a cell leader. You've been saying no. To start serving the Lord some, some, some area. So before we take the next step, let's pray together. What, I may pray in your own ways and speak to the Lord right now in your own way, in your own heart. Speak to the Lord. And then in a moment's time, we're going to take one step forward. Church, those of us here, you're saying, Lord, I will take the next step as the river flows. Let's take one step forward right now. Okay, I'm going to pray for you. Father, we thank you that your river flows, the temple, and we are your temple. And today, Lord, your temple has taken the next step forward. Let your spirit flow and flood our lives, our homes, our campuses, our offices, and this nation. And bless the nations, Lord, with the river from your temple. Lord, let your river flow, Lord in this nation and in this church. In Jesus' name. All of us say, Amen. Thank you for listening to the River Life Podcast. We hope that you've encountered Jesus through the Word. If you'd like to connect with community or find out more about River Life Church, find us on Facebook, Instagram, or head on over to riverlife.org.sg. God bless and have a great week ahead.